Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Thibaut. Every two weeks, we interview top leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We are on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to submit your questions and guest suggestions, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome in this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. So for the next 10-15 minutes, we're going to talk about how to get your LinkedIn connection request accepted. So it's a question I had uh, from a member of the T-shaped sales community, um, which is about how I structure my connection request on LinkedIn. It's actually a very, very valid question because very often what you'll see is that a lot of people will do what we call uh, public shaming. So it's something that is very trendy nowadays on LinkedIn, gets a lot of traction and um, basically people public shame about the connect and sell. So we all receive uh, maybe for some of us daily some connection requests where people are connecting with us and right away when we accept they start pitching. And so it's something I absolutely hate. I don't really do public shaming on that because I'm not really a big fan of shaming everyone. Um, but it's something that doesn't work. And, uh, you know, when you're sending this kind of connect and sell, you're really uh, alienating your uh, prospects and you're removing like the, you know, like you're just simply preventing the capacity of building a connection with them. So first of all, um, you know, like I, re I recommend to do a few things when you're doing connection requests is first to look for triggers. So a trigger, it's an indication, it's like a public information that shows that a prospect has a problem you can solve or that shows that a, a prospect is interested in talking with you. So you have different types of triggers. You have triggers that are, uh, you know, like connected to you. So if you're producing content regularly, you're going to get people who will start to like and comment on your post or people who will, who will visit your, your profile. And these are all valid triggers. There's other types of triggers that are more external. So if a prospect, for example, has been uh, sharing an article about, you know, the fact that she's hiring or has been on a podcast, you can use a lot of things in there, a lot of relevant information to get in touch with this prospect. So you, are, you have like the kind of like, of self-focused uh, triggers that are based on what you're putting out there. And then you have like the external focus triggers that are based on what others are putting out there. Like uh, someone, for example, is posting about, I don't know, social selling and you're uh, selling sales training on that. You know, you can use that as a, as a trigger, as an external trigger. And so whenever you're doing a connection request, what I recommend is using these triggers. Um, and for example, for me, when someone is visiting my LinkedIn profile, I say something like that, you know, when they are not connected with me, I will click on connect and add a custom note, which will be, hey, first name, notice you landed on my LinkedIn profile. Did you find everything you were looking for? That's a good connection request that gets around 70, 80% acceptance rate. And uh, it works really, really well because it's super relevant with this trigger. And it's also uh, personalized. 
Um, another th thing, when people are actually liking or commenting a post, I will reference this post. For example, I'm doing a post like uh, I'm talking a lot about content. I'm going to say, hey, I saw you liked my post about content. Is it something you're trying to uh, implement in your company? That's the kind of thing that works really well. Also, sometimes people will like posts where I share a specific call to action to my website, like a link or, you know, access to a training or a specific landing page. When people are not connected with me and they uh, like the post, I will use that as an excuse. So I'll say, hey, so you like the post. Here's the link to, you know, I was mentioning to, or here's a video you want to watch. That also works really well. And that's the only time where I basically include a link in my post, because often people, when they see a link, they immediately know people are trying to prospect them or sell them something. So if they know about you, they like what you're doing, you're fine doing this, but that's the only situation in which I recommend sharing a link into your connection request. Um, and finally, so we had like these kind of triggers based on profile, triggers based uh, on comments, and then the other one can be on um, posts that people have liked. So I have a lot of competition in my end uh, where people, uh, you know, are very famous. They post about something that is relevant to my prospect and that I can help with. I will poach this um, post, for example, uh, to start conversations. So, for example, I'm going to have someone from another sales trainer who's sharing uh, something about using LinkedIn voicemail. I will use this post as a trigger and say, hey, just so you like the post of this person too. Uh, if you're interested, I'd love to share two tips on how you can use uh, LinkedIn voicemails to start more conversations. That's an example of that. And finally, there's one aspect where you should not use any content, any text in your connection request. It's when you have nothing to say. So nothing relevant, nothing personalized. So you're getting in touch with someone, but this person has no specific things on their profile. Um, they, they have actually no post. They didn't like anything specific or relevant to what you're selling. They don't add anything. And that's when uh, having a LinkedIn profile that is you know, optimized for sales works really well because then people will see your picture, your name, your headline, and they will know clearly how you can help and if they should make the decision of saying yes or no. And finally, there's something I didn't talk about, but why do you want to optimize your uh, connection request? It's very simple. When you're not connected with someone, so when you're second or third uh, degree connection, you cannot send them any message except the email. Emails, in my opinion, are total crap. They really don't work. And they are something that, you know, just LinkedIn keeps pushing uh, to people using Sales Navigator, but they really don't work. So I don't see any good use case from email. I'm curious to know if you have any, but for me, they're just like, you should not use them. So the only way to get in touch, to talk, communicate with people is to connect with them as a first degree connection. And then you're going to have a crazy amount of resources you can use with them. It can be a text, so you can send a long text, like typical text message on LinkedIn. It can be a video, native video that you can record. It can be a LinkedIn voicemail. It can be like documents. There's tons of things you can actually share. So that's why optimizing your connection request for acceptance rate is important. Because the first thing you want to do in a sequence when you're adding someone on LinkedIn is to get them to say yes to the connection. And then you can use a lot of other things to get an answer, basically. So it's always find the, you know, like the way to get connected with them and then try and get them to answer. That's really the logic there. So that's why it's so important to work with this kind of, uh, um, you know, connection request approach. You know, try to make sure they connect with you and that you'll be able to approach them in a more different things. Um, I've got a few tips for you that are also super important. In your connection request, what's important, again, is to tease the curiosity of your prospects. 
I'm really talking all the time about teasing your prospect, working with their curiosity. That's so important because whenever you're doing that, you're getting them to ask and to wonder what's behind all of that. So often if you say, hey, notice you landed on my LinkedIn profile. Did you find everything you were looking for? Or hey, notice you like the post of this person about you know, LinkedIn voicemails. I uh, have two tips to share on how to send them. People are naturally curious to know more about that. So the first thing they can do is accept, click on the small accept button, and then often they will accept and not say anything. But you have a good trigger to get in touch with them where you can say, hey, thanks a lot for accepting my connection, my invitation to connect. Uh, would love to send the tips. Are you interested? That works really well. An, exa an example with this morning, um, someone I interviewed on my podcast posted about the, you know, the, the link to the podcast got like around 80 likes five of them you know who liked were into my scps vp of sales head of sales and i say hey just so you uh so that you like the post of this person on my podcast did you uh, get the link to hear the podcast person accepted the connection request and said no didn't get the link say okay should i send it over yes and now we're starting a conversation so that's really the idea around that so you know, remember, tease people, try to make them curious about what's next, what's behind this message, what's behind that, and don't tell, uh, you know, anything about what you're doing. And a good way to tease, I talked about that in previous previous episodes, is to actually talk about problems your uh, prospects are trying to solve. So problem-centric content and problem-centric teasing always works well. And then again, I talked a bit about that earlier, but make sure you don't include links in your connection request. The only time where you can include links is when people liked your post and the post has a specific link that you want them to see. That can work, but any other time, this will be, you know, this increase the chances of it being interpreted as a spam and people will just ignore it. And another thing, when you're connecting with people on LinkedIn, if they are not, uh, you know, if they are saying that they, they say that they don't know you, and a lot of people say that at the same time, you may get in trouble. That happened to me, where I got kind of blocked to, from adding people without an email address, because in the terms and conditions, as stupid as it sounds, of LinkedIn, you cannot add people who you don't know. That's in the rules. It's dumb, I know, but uh, that's uh, back from their history of being like a, a pretty old social network, basically. So really make sure that whenever you are adding people, you're relevant and you're sure that they will either say yes or ignore you without marking you as a spam because that can be super hurtful to your outreach strategy. So in summary, um, to talk about, uh, you know, how to get your LinkedIn connection request accepted, make sure that you use relevant triggers, can be uh, profile views, like or comment on your post or like or comment on other people's posts or some very specific uh, relevant triggers like a podcast interview or something that shows that your prospect has a problem you may you can solve uh, then you know don't use any link except if people like something one of your posts they know about you and then you know adding the link can be relevant and make sure you're teasing prospects in your connection request. Make sure they have a very strong incentive to say yes and no reason to say no. That's going to increase your acceptance rate to 70-80%. And finally, accept also that not everyone will accept your invitation or request. And that's why you should have a multi-channel prospecting strategy. So finally, just wanted to uh, thank uh, Jan for asking about that. So Jan was part of the community and asking to our Ask Me Anything channel about this. He has the answer now. Um, if you're interested in actually asking uh, questions to me and getting them answered in the B2B Sales Podcast, 
you can actually join the T-shaped sales community. So it's a community of tech sales people. At the time I'm recording this, we're over 100 in there. So 100 tech sales people. We have a Discord group, an online training and an online training library and new online training every month. We have access to my swipe file with my sequences, copy all the message I'm sending. And people are really now starting to share opportunities. We have tons of jobs that are posted in priority in our channel. So if you're looking for a job, it's actually something that can be super interesting because you're going to get access to great jobs before everyone else. And if you're interested in joining, you can actually join for one month for free uh, by going to www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. It's www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. And you're going to be able to have your first month for free. And then it's 10 euro or $12 a month. And uh, yeah, so if you're really interested in joining or asking questions that can be answered on the podcast, just go and check this link I shared with you. And uh, I'll be super happy to see you in there. So happy prospecting and have a good week. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear and you want to suggest a topic or a guest, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro a month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. Thank you.